buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. In the world of sales, you either sink, swim, or break through to the next level. My name's Colin Mitchell, and this is Sales Transformation, a new kind of sales show designed to bring you through the epic, life-changing moments of elite sellers so you can experience your own sales transformation. All right, what's happening? Welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation. Today, we've got the first person ever to be on the pod, not once, not twice, but three times. My man, Kevin Hop here. You know we're going to talk about outbound. You know we're probably going to talk about cold calling. And you know that we're going to have a ton of fun. So if you don't know who Kevin is, you should be following him on LinkedIn. You should be checking out his pod, the Sales Career Podcast, where they get into some really interesting stuff. Things that you don't see on the resume, things that you don't see on a LinkedIn profile. And my favorite question that he asks every host is, what is your biggest commission check? Makes a little people, makes people a little bit uncomfortable, but that's why it's such a great question. Uh, Kevin, welcome back to the pod, man. How you doing? Colin, thanks for having me. It's a uh, glorious day in America here. Uh, it's, it's nice to not be under invasion and not, not have war on our doorstep, but, you know, shout out to all of our, our brothers in Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, crazy times, man. Um, you know, you know, Ed, he's not that far from all the, uh, uh, Ed on my team is not too far he, from all the- Is he in Romania? He's in Latvia, um, which is not too far, right? And depending on how things go, you know, I don't know, Russia could keep on moving along to the next, uh, next state. country. We'll see. So, Yeah. Well, even if they're not going to invade, they, they just like drive through all the other like former satellite seats to get to Ukraine, you know, just peacefully drive it through, which is just- Crazy times, crazy times. I saw a meme yesterday, which I thought was so apropos. It's like I, I'm I'm comfortable if like I can stop living through all these like once in a lifetime events. You know, <laughs> what? How many once in a lifetime events have we had happen? Like like a guy like Donald Trump becoming president was I'm pretty sure going to be like a once in a lifetime thing. Then a pandemic hits. That's once in a lifetime. That's once in a century. Now now we've mm. got you know. Uh, Russia They're calling invading. it potentially World 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 War Three, maybe I don't know. Uh, let's. I, I really hope not. You know, it's. Uh, you know, the best analogy I heard for. Or the, I actually came up with this analogy. I came up with this analogy yesterday talking to someone. The best analogy for what Russia just did is like getting punched by a girl. Now, if you're a man and you get punched by a woman, what are you gonna do? You gonna <laughs> punch her back? Oh, you can't no. punch a girl. Like, why? Why are you no. gonna punch her back? Oh, well, you're not going to punch your back, so you just got beat up by a girl. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot, you lose if you do, you lose if you don't. Like, if we go in there and we decide to back up Ukraine, 
then all of a sudden we're at world war with the uh, superpower. If we don't, then it's like Ukraine's looking at us like, what's up, guys? Like, we're, we're a democratic republic. Like, you should come support your fellow democratic republics. So... All right, just Tough if you're situation. wondering, this is the Sales Transformation Podcast. We just <laughs> we just got a little uh, political there for a hot second. There's first time for everything. First time we ever talked politics on the Sales Transformation Podcast. Of course, brought to you by your man, Kevin Hopp. <laughs> let's, let's, let's dive into something sales so, related here. So. Yeah, before we jump in, all right, because we got some topics we're going to talk about. Future of Outbound. Um just give us the give us the short version. Like, what's the Kevin Hop story? Like, why should people even listen to you? Oh, I don't know. Um, so my story is uh, I, I've worked in in venture backed startups for basically my entire career. Been in consulting for for a minute here, and the reason I went into consulting is I got really obsessed with solving one problem, which is how do you get new business. So when I was a sales rep. My number one problem was exactly the same every company I went to. And like a typical millennial, I had a new job every year for the first five mm. years of my career. Moving you up wouldn't in be salary. a millennial if that wasn't the case, right? <laughs> if you stuck around too long, they'd be like, are you sure? Are you sure? You're a millennial. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. I mean, it's the, it's the classic, you know, uh, every time I saw the grass was remotely greener, I'd jump and I'd get a base pay raise. I'd get a responsibility raise. I'd get a title raise. It was all, it was all fun. But everywhere I went, I had the same problem, which is, shoot, I'm the new guy. How do I build pipeline? So I got obsessed with Outbound. And then when I got obsessed with Outbound, I figured out that every channel works, but some channels resonate better with other people. And turns out I like talking. Turns out I'm really good at talking to strangers. And I leverage my natural ability, God-given, I don't know why I'm so good at it or why I enjoy it or why it comes easily to me, to become a cold calling kind of freak, right? For lack of a better better term. Um, so that's what I do. I'm, I'm all about outbound. I, do, I have a little consulting firm where I help companies go from zero to one or I help an existing team just get better specifically at cold calling. Those are the two, two things I do. Help you go from zero to one in terms of outbound and then cold calling coaching with existing teams. So that's me. Uh, live here in San Diego with my wife, one-year-old, our dog. It's good times. <laughs> well... I mean, I, I like the fact that you just went all in on cold calling specifically, right? It's like some people respond better to certain channels from the prospect perspective. Some people excel better as a seller on certain channels. Somebody, some, some people might crush it on social. Others might, you know, be good at email, which is getting harder. And I think we'll probably talk about that a little bit today. Um, but you're just a total phone geek and, and, and I have a ton of respect for that because the phone I still believe is the most powerful tool. Um, I dare anybody to come on here and convince me otherwise. <laughs> right. So the, the reason that I really leaned into phone specifically is because <clears throat> I found that when it came to, okay, Kevin, you graduated school and now go get a job, I would get really bored like really mm. bored. And then I then I had these, you know, when, when you're like 23, 24, right after school, you have these moments where you're like, maybe I need to take a gap year and like travel to the United States and get a van. And like, I thought about that. I'm like, do I need to get a van? Like go be outside every day and like get a GoPro and like go to Utah in, in like the, the canyons and stuff and be like, look at my life, like, this is fun. And I'm like, no, I just need to find a way to get my heart rate up during the day. Like I need to have a little bit of that 
Okay. Like yeah. the, I, I feel it right now. I I have some energy. And cold calling is energy. That mm-hmm. that when you when you dial those digits and you hear that ring and you're like, oh geez, oh geez, they're gonna pick the phone. What are they gonna say? It's it's that little moment of chaos where you, where you never know what's gonna happen that you just don't get in the corporate world. You don't get that like. Yeah, like most of the time you're just answering emails or working on a spreadsheet or whatever people do that aren't in sales. <laughs> I don't really know, right? Like having people book calls with them that are customers and saying, hello, I would like to do better with my stuff. Oh, okay, cool. Let's next steps and circle back on the, the future state, current state of operations. I love the energy, right? I live for the energy and that's why phone is for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm curious. I, I I was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, early in the cold calling days, you know, especially without a good list, without like the technology that we have today, right? Um, uh, so, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd maybe talk to three, five people in a day if you're lucky, right? Like actual conversations. Yeah. Like if you, one, you had to be good enough to one, they had to pick up the phone. Two, you had like, maybe you were calling the right person. Maybe not, right? Maybe the data was good. Maybe it wasn't. Um, and then and then you had like to be good enough to potentially get through the gatekeeper, right? Uh, to then actually get the person that you intended to reach on the phone that could actually decide on whatever it is that you're doing. And, um, and I know for me early on, it was like, sometimes, you know, you just, you're just expecting another voicemail, another voicemail. And then they pick up and you're like, oh. <gasps> I don't know what to say. Yeah. And sometimes you just hang up. <laughs> like go to the next call. 100%. 100%. I mean, this was, uh, this was, th- that was my life, right? Once I figured out that I liked phone, I had one of these seminal moments where I'm like, there has to be a better way. It's probably yeah. the same light bulb that went off when Henry Ford was in his horse and buggy and, <laughs> you know, one of the wooden wheels broke and he went, gosh darn it, there has to be a better way. Yeah. And guess what? There is technology right so now you know what am i obsessed with three things technology process and people you blend the three of them outbound suddenly becomes a formulaic machine just like the model t you crank it up Mm. you get it going and once it's running you can drive anywhere you want but you got to blend the three the right way Mm. Mm. and we've clearly come a long way (laughs) since then right so um Talk to me about like, you know, what was, what did outbound or using the phone look like when you first got started and obsessed with it? Um, and, and what has sort of changed um, from then to now? Sure. Anyway. So like the first cold calling I ever did was cold calling real estate agents. So my first job out of school, I was the first employee at a startup. Like there's no one else <clears> except <throat> for the founder and me for an entire year and a half. It was a wild ride. Um, and uh, we figured out that real estate agents put their cell phone number on every listing. Mm. And we were trying to sell a white label mobile app platform to them. Like, hey, I'll build you the Colin Mitchell app. So yeah. cold calling real estate agents was a great start because they pick up the phone. <laughs> like yeah. they, they actually answer the phone a lot. So my pickup rate was really high. So we used to have a, we used to use Tout app, which is an email sending system. And we would wait for email open notifications when someone opened an email and clicked on a link i would call them right then and there and have a conversation with them um that was really fun but it also spoiled me because i thought oh yeah you know cold calling you just call someone's cell phone they pick up right and then my next gig was i was a sdr 
calling normal B2B SaaS and manufacturing companies, you know, executives and VPs and directors, holy cow, no one picked up the phone, right? That, <laughs> that's where it's like, you know, 10 digits, uh, da, 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 leaving yeah. voicemails. I used to leave voicemails all day. Uh, hey, yeah. this is Kevin. Were, were you so excited when voicemail drop came out? <laughs> Dude, I, I didn't even know that existed, right? Like, I, I seriously, I, it was so, so old school when I was in SDR. And, and this sounds, you know, I, everyone out there is rolling their eyes saying, yeah, Kevin, whatever. But, like, I really did march uphill both ways in the snow when I was in SDR. Like, it was manual. I didn't even have to click the dial. It was 10 digits at a time on the phone. It was like no outreach I.O. or anything. So I was going off a Salesforce list. Um, it was tough. It was brutal. And I look back on that. I'm like, geez, dude, if I knew what I knew now, like cheat codes, baby. Cheat codes. So yeah. much easier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I first started, it wasn't that the technology didn't exist. We just didn't have – I just didn't have – just our leadership didn't didn't believe in investing in it. Like right. my first my first super formal, highly valuable sales training was uh, sounded kind of something like this. It was like, here's a list of names and the script. There's the phone, and don't use the CRM because it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't how many thousand am I supposed to make a day? Shoot for a hundred or more. Like, all right, let's go. Man, that's 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 tough. That's yeah. real tough. Uh, but I, I did find that when I did get into conversations with people, uh, they would, I, I didn't have a script. We didn't have a script. We had like, we had like 12 SDRs, all of us saying completely different things on the phone. And that was, a, again, one of these moments where I'm looking around the room and I'm like, wow, like everyone's saying something different. <clears throat> some people are having success, some people aren't. The, the, the number one rep on that team was a girl. And she mm. crushed it on the phones. And I still believe to this day, females, because of the pace, tone, volume, and inflection in their voice, will crush it on the phone. And I, I learned something interesting. It was an interesting like perspective from a consultant that I was talking with like actually a while back, a few years ago. And he said, look, most girls are, are raised on the phone. What did, mm. what did 15 and 16-year-old girls do when they're getting ready to go to the school dance or whatever it is? They're on the phone. Yeah. They're, they're, they're talking to people. They're comfortable. So they, they are. They're comfortable they're with the phone. super comfortable on the phone. And us dudes are just like, you know, grunting and farting and, and you know, <laughs> playing in the, the locker room. Like, we didn't, I didn't talk to anybody on the phone. Like, the closest I, I did in high school to, like, talking to people on the phone was uh, before, <laughs> before I had a PlayStation, I would play at computer games. I was playing uh, Call of Duty on computer, and I would call my buddy who was also playing and just put it on speakerphone right in front of me on my cell phone so that we can communicate while we were playing video games about where to you know, shoot the bad guys. Like, <laughs> that, that was the closest I got to like lots of conversations on the phone. So I don't know. I still got good at conversations anyways, and um, it is a natural natural aptitude that I have. And, and I, I think it's important for, for folks listening, like, just because you're not like me and Colin and you don't love talking to people on the phone and you don't like live for that heartbeat doesn't mean you can't be a great SDR. It doesn't mean you can't be a great salesperson. It takes all mm. types. 
right? And especially if you live in, you know, California, the Bay Area, or look, you don't even have to live there anymore. There are so many really technical products out there and really technical buyers that it's not really about the gift of the gab. It's a much more consultative and technical sale. And that takes a lot of documentation, a lot of explanation, a lot of demo stuff. Like, I, I have seen that more and more here that you can be successful as an introvert. You can be successful as someone who's naturally quiet. It's just mm. uh, you got to find that right gig for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think <clears throat> there used to be a, a lot of misconceptions that like, hey, you had to be extroverted. You had to have the gift of the gab or sales was like not for you. Or if you had those things, like you clearly should get into sales, right? Yeah. And, uh, and and that's not the case. I'm actually naturally a pretty introverted person. You You wouldn't think so probably, but I actually am. Yeah, that's that's weird. I don't think of you as an introvert, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, so I want <clears throat> to talk about what are some of the things that you're seeing today in Outbound or in using the phone specifically? Where are people making a lot of mistakes? Where do you see a lot of room for improvement? Um, or what type of work, what's kind of like the first order of business when somebody's like, Kevin, we need your help. And what's the first thing that you start to work on with them? <clears throat> So the first thing that you have to work on that a lot of people overlook is the list. The list is the strategy. And I'm stealing that line directly from Ryan Reiser, who's a mentor of mine, friend of mine. He, he says it constantly all over, and I believe it to my core. The list is the strategy. You can't mm. take a great script and a great product and a great offering and like, we're changing the way that people are doing that. Take that to a list that you just rip out of some database and just throw it right into the CRM and just call down it, right? Mm. Um, it's 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 a bit of the, the the problem. The big problem is the shift or the, the difference between upper level leadership, which love to buy big databases because they think it checks the big box, which is like, okay, cool, I'll get Zoom info. It's five million or twenty million cell phone numbers. My reps are gonna have so much good stuff. And then the rep on the rep level who's like, I got to make calls today, is yeah. going to go rip that list, a uh, small list, you know, 200 of the 5 million, 20 million, and 40% of it's going to be wrong number. I don't work here anymore. Janice, well, Janice hasn't been here since 2003. Well, honey, I retired two years ago. Well, why are you still in this database listed as the director of IT, right? Um, that, yeah. that delta is why I exist, right? That's that's part of why you would like talk to someone like me is because I come in and I say, look, here's the problem and here's what we should do about it. The problem is the list is the strategy. Your data is way too big, all encompassing, not specific, not validated. The solution right. is we need to use outside resources to validate this. And anytime they say it's expensive, that's a really quick it's a really quick conversation. It's like, you want to know it's expensive? Let's add up what you're paying your American SDRs with their salaries and everything and the cost of enablement and tools. And then two weeks of them calling lists to try and figure out who picks up the phone, figure out who still works there, all that kind of jazz, right? And that, that calculation takes about two minutes on a spreadsheet. And the VPs, you know, CEOs always go, huh, never thought of it that way. And it's like, ding, ding, light bulb moment. Save their time, make their job better, right? So, Colin, uh, give me well, feedback it's a on lot, this. Well, it's, it's a lot of people still that still believe like, hey, sales is just a number game, right? Okay, if we hire this yeah. many reps and we have this database, check that box, and they make this many calls, and then each rep talking to three people a day is acceptable, 
right? right? Then, you know, out of those three people times how many reps you have, how many are going to turn to meetings, how many are going to turn to deals? Most of them probably are never going to close. And we only, we know that, you know, only 30% are going to hit quota anyway. So we just need to add more activity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, it is a numbers game. Like there is a truth to the fact that it's a numbers game. Is it only a numbers game? Absolutely not. Absolutely right. not. Right. So, so like, give me feedback on this. What do you think about this? Like, I'm, I think I should redo my website to say, I help salespeople love their job. Because if you treat it like a numbers game and the CEO, mm. CRO, VP make this spreadsheet and they go, yeah, yeah, you talk to three people a day, that's great. Yeah, but have you ever tried calling 120 numbers to talk to three people? You hate your job. Yeah. If you hate your job, you're gonna quit. And guess what, the great resignation. <clears throat> Like there is more opportunity out there than ever before for salespeople, for SDRs, for AEs, for anyone who's like in SaaS sales, like now is like the time to go get an awesome job, an awesome offer. Every company's hiring, venture capital's flowing like water. So build a better experience that keeps good people around and allows them to like their job. Because if a rep talks to more prospects in a day, they're going to learn faster, they're going to set more meetings, and they're going to actually enjoy that talking because no one likes listening to the phone ring. Nobody. I don't care who you are. No one likes listening to the phone ring, right? Or hitting voicemail after voicemail after yeah. voicemail. And then, and then let's go with the assumption, right, that they're just checking the box, getting a big database, not having a good list, aka not having a good strategy. Yeah. Um, then finally somebody does pick up the phone and guess what? It's the wrong person. They're no longer there anymore. It's not even who you should be talking to anyway. That's right. That's right. I had one the other day actually with a client that I, I was I was like, this is a first. And it was Mark Smith, you know, made up name, Mark Smith. And the guy's like, uh, the rep was like, yeah, Mark, the reason for my call, blah, blah, blah. The guy listens the whole time at the very end. He goes, do you know what I do? And then the rep's like, yeah, you're the blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no. No, I, I, I run a trucking company. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Are you Mark Smith? And he's like, yeah, my name is Mark Smith. Mm. And then the rep was like, I might have the wrong Mark Smith. It's like, yeah, you got the wrong Mark Smith. I've never seen it be like the exact first and last name with a different number. Like, ah, geez. That, that's going to happen to you. And you I've, seen, I've seen it happen. I mean, I think, I think it's going to happen more often um, with cell phone numbers. Yes. With yeah. cell phone numbers, right? Because it's a little bit harder to validate than like say company number or direct dial at a company. You have more data points to like, you know, validate it against. But I think with cell yeah. phone numbers, it gets a little bit trickier where like we've had it even on, I think we may even have ran into it on the cold call session uh, with you where we called a guy and like it was same name. I, I mean, it was the same name. Yeah. I don't know for sure if it was same first and last, but I'm, I'm going to assume it was. And the dude was a plumber. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need a podcast. Jeez. I'm a plumber. So, and I mean, that's a hard sell to convince him that, hey, you should start the first and only plumber podcast because you can own the space. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That, that would be funny. So, Colin, what's your take on this, right? So, I saw a post the other day of a LinkedIn influencer guy saying, have you implemented cold texting into your outbound strategy? Uh, yeah, and first of all, it it's got, illegal. It got so many people going on it, and people are like, "Oh, can you DM me your your go to playbook for this? And what step in the <clears> sequence <throat> do you use for cold texting?" And I mm. commented exactly what you just said, which is, "This is illegal." And then a lot of people chimed in there saying, "Like, well, what do you know? You're not a lawyer." But well, I'm like, guys, yeah, 
But but what do you think? It's cold. Like when when is cold texting acceptable? Is it ever acceptable? Do you use texting in your sales process? No, uh, I use texting later in the sales process once it's somebody we've established a relationship with. Um, you know, uh, as just a short way to communicate. Um, but never cold. Never cold. Never cold. Yeah. First of all, it's illegal. You've got to have permission to text. Um, and you know, do you have to ask like, Hey, is it cool to text? You don't have to, should you? Yes. Right. So, Hey, I know you get busy. Like, you know, what's the best number to text you at for like, you know, we're going to spend the next X amount of time together in this deal. Right. Um, what's the best number to, you know, send you a quick message. I I promise not to abuse it. Um, so you really do have to get permission. Um, some people are going to be cool about, but there's also people, you know, you call their cell phone and it pisses them off. Right. So it's a, it's a very personal thing and it depends on the other person that's receiving that and how they're going to feel about it. So when I was in AE, I got taught this line and I still use it to this day. It's my favorite line. And all you people out there that run pipeline, here's a line for you at the end of your discovery call. If you don't have that person's cell phone number and you want their cell phone number, here's what you say. Hey, Colin, uh, you got a pen? And they they usually go, uh, yeah, yeah, I got a pen. Awesome, awesome. Take this down. 310-941-8908. That's my cell phone number. You can reach me anytime. What's yours? Quid Mm. pro quo. They're not going to say no. Every single time I've ever dropped that line, they say, oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's far as blah, blah, blah. Then I have their cell phone number, then I text them right away. Hey, it's Kevin. Pink. Connected. Yeah. So that's my hot tip today. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's um and 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 the thing is is if you can get if you can pull that off it changes the trajectory of the relationship with that person. 100%. Somebody that you're cool texting with, it's a much more casual relationship. It's like, you know, um it's a different relationship than somebody who you have to send another email that says just checking in. <laughs> just yeah. just wondering if you saw my last note uh yeah but to your point don't abuse it like yeah holy cow don't abuse it if you're a rep out there and you you got someone's cell phone number and they're you're on that texting level i would not abuse it right Which i've is, closed many deals via text i've closed many deals via text after getting permission building the relationship not overusing it using it when it was needed to yeah. bring deals to the finish line yeah it's the last like texting is the last hallowed ground right and the fcc wants it that way like it's illegal to cold text people but it's it's so interesting right like right now one of my clients that i'm consulting with they do e-commerce texting and they're seeing massive success because if you can get into someone's tech like text message open rates and response rates are like it doesn't compare to email like texting is yeah. so much higher. It's all opt-in, right? You got to go to their website and like put your number in and all that stuff. But once you do that, the conversion rates are so much higher via text. So I, I don't know. I, I would love to see a brand. I think it'd be so interesting to see a brand that's B2B use texting as a strategy, not cold. Like find yeah. a way to get people to opt into it and then provide value through text. And then you can let your reps interact with prospects via text that have opted in for some reason or another. Like that would yeah, be really I mean, cool. you could you could do it through booking a call, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're opting in through booking a call, right? Um, you could do that, right? And then text reminders for meetings. 
yeah. are super helpful because they're going to increase your show rates significantly yeah. because we all have 52 tabs open doing 52 different things, you know, multitasking. And then sometimes, you know, I don't know how many people show up late to a Zoom meeting because they were just heads down doing something else. Uh, but a text is a nice reminder where it's like, boom, oh yeah, hey, I got to go, you know, get on a pod with Kevin. Um, or, or like I texted you last week, we had that meeting on Thursday and I texted you and you said, oh shoot, I completely forgot about our meeting. Right, Colin? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> if I had a text reminder. If I would have had a text reminder, right? Um, okay, so let's go back. Let's take a step back, right? So you said the list is the strategy. So we know what people are doing when they have no strategy, aka aren't building a list properly. So how do they go about doing that? What does that process look like? And how do they start off right with the list so that their frontline SDR BDRs don't hate their job? Well, uh, I, if you do have a, access to a database, which a lot of people do, right? Um, there's, if there's one database, there's 50 of them. There's the big dogs, which is the, you know, Dun & Bradstreet and the Zoom Infos. Then there's all the mid-tier players, the lead IQs, lead 411, seamless AI, all that kind of stuff. If you have access to a list building source like that or a, a data gathering source, the, the number one mistake I see people make is that they will grab every contact from a company, right? Like, oh, I mm -hmm. want to sell to uh, Gravy. So I'm going to get the CEO, CMO, VP of sales, director of IT, because I, I, whatever I'm selling is like kind of a, could, could apply to kind of anybody. But I'm going to put them all from this data source into this campaign and just go at it, right? Yeah. So I call this swim lanes. You have to build a swim lane. If there's a swim lane right here, only the backstroke people are going here. The swim lane right here, this is breaststroke. Swim lane right here, this is freestyle. And that means that you have to build your list vertically integrated, vertically, of people that all care about the same thing. And no, the answer is not the CMO, the CEO, the VP of sales all care about the same thing. They don't, right? Mm. This is another big problem that, you know, if, if you're in a company and either you have technical founders or you have someone who doesn't have a strong grasp of messaging, marketing, sales, go-to-market motion stuff, like... They're going to tell you that everybody should care about what you do. The answer is not. Like, no. No matter what you sell, right? No matter what you sell, not everybody at a company is going to care. So you have to narrow in on your ideal customer profile. And then you have to build a swim lane list, which is here's all my VPs of sales. Here's all my CEOs. Here's all my this. And the more specific you can get, the better, right? Mm. Especially if you're, let's say you're an introverted person, right? Let's say you're a lot more analytical, detail-oriented which is like the opposite of what I am, which is like the outgoing talking guy. Like I, I, I honestly in my career was like, throw them on the list. I'll talk to all of them. And I, I was, <laughs> I, I'll gab with anybody. And I could do pretty all right with that. But if you're, if you're that introverted person, put some real time into it. Like build this list of just CEOs, but just CEOs in healthcare in, on the West Coast. Make it more right. specific and more specific and more specific. And then the other thing, the, the really easy tip, Go look at your 10 best customers as a company and use that to build your list. Oh, my 10 mm. best customers, do I see anything in common? Oh, I do. Five of them are SaaS companies that are all Series B and below. Well, I'm going to go get Series B and below SaaS companies and tell the story of the success these companies are having. A lot of people overcomplicate yeah. tell, this. Tell the, tell the story to people that actually care about hearing it. 
right? That's right, I mean, right. It, it, you think it's pretty basic, but what the problem is, it's a, it's a <clears throat> strategy problem backed up by a, a misunderstanding of what it operationally takes to have good outbound conversations. So if you get the strategy right with swim lanes and ICP and you got the right stories you want to tell, then you have to operationalize that into these swim lane lists and then go have conversations that are very targeted. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's uh, If you're not doing that, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> oh, we know what people are doing. They're, they're calling every brother, mother. I, like LinkedIn automation, so, but right? This is, yeah, like, but this is a bigger issue, right? Because people aren't – I love the piece that you brought up, which I think is most people are ignoring, right, is it become, it, it's a problem – that yeah okay you're not hitting your numbers that's a problem you think add more people you can fix it maybe but the bigger problem is your people hate their job yeah and they're leaving and they're looking and they're and they are going where the grass is greener and they're looking at the SDR BDR role as like I'm just I just got to put my stripes in put my head down put my stripes in it sucks I hate it but I'll just keep doing it till something better comes up or yep. I can potentially move up and nobody does their best work when they hate their job. That's right. That's right. And I, I am so passionate about this, right? Like I, I'm relaunching my website here soon and there's going to be testimonials from SDRs I've worked with, BDRs I've worked with. And people go look at that, like see if they like their job. If, if the people I work with like their job because I build them a system that allows them to do what they're here to do. Like what are salespeople for? You're hiring a salesperson to futz around in the CRM and build lists all day and you know, like write emails that never get opened. That's not why you hire salespeople. Salespeople are in the job because they like talking to people. They like solving problems for people and they want to communicate with people. Like nothing about sales, even if you're an inbound rep, nothing about sales yeah. is just sitting, you know, not alone at your desk. Like you are communicating with people constantly. So you got to either do that via email, via chat on the website, Cold calling is an excellent way to have live conversations and build a rep's confidence and get them excited for the next conversation. Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta focus on the operational aspects so that people can really do what they want to do, which is have conversations. Hey, I'm curious to get your take on this, right? Because you you brought up an example earlier with one of the first you know teams you were involved with, uh, where you know there was. Uh, a woman that was the you know, most successful and you kind of brought up like, well, you know, they're more comfortable on the phone, right? Well, yeah. what about with these younger generation of people that are coming into the work field and they're not used to use it. They're not as comfortable on the phone because they don't use it as much. They're used to texting, using social, sliding yeah. in the DMs, whatever, doing TikTok dances, you name it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like picking up the phone, dialing a number and having a conversation is not something that they are well, have a lot of experience with. Right. I think, um, you know, the, the same, the same <clears> sort of <throat> premise around if you can lower the effort around the conversation, then it symbolizes everything. Like, look, Timmy, all I'm asking you to do is have conversations with cold prospects. But what if I show them my flossing routine? Then they'll be really impressed and they'll take the <laughs> meeting. No, Timmy, just have the conversation. We have to get you talking the talk. You know, and by the way, I, the, the, the coolest thing, this is another hot sales tip for everybody out there. And like a lot of people are going to go, oh my God, I didn't even know that when I tell this right now. All right. 
if you're connected with someone on LinkedIn and you have the mobile app on your phone, which if you're a seller in the year 2022 and you don't have LinkedIn on your phone, what are you doing? Have, <laughs> yeah. you got LinkedIn. Are you in sales? Yeah, are you in sales? <laughs> are you even in sales? Do you even sales, bro? You don't. So if you have the LinkedIn app on your phone and you are connected with somebody, you can send them a video. Really quick, really easy, selfie-style video. I do it to get guests on my podcast that I don't know. I do it to get prospects for Hop Consultant Group. I do it to get referrals. I do it all the time. And the response rate to a personalized video where you literally, you know, all you selfie Snapchat generation, you literally go, hey, what's up? It's Kevin with the Hop Consulting Group. I wanted to connect with you because blah, blah, blah. And you send that selfie video, Gen Z, it gets great responses. It's a great yeah. tool. A lot of people don't know that and you, you want to know that. You want to know the best part about that? Here's the best part. Best part is the perfect video is the one that's not perfect. So we're talking one take. Like, yes. you know, they don't sound like a robot. Like you did it 52 times to get it perfect. Like just send it. Even if you stumble on your words, make a mistake, even maybe pronounce their name wrong. Just send it. That's right. And try to make it unique, right? I, I, I preach this constantly to all the, the teams I work with. Make your stuff unique. Now, how do I make my stuff unique? I will put my one-year-old daughter on my lap and go like this. Hey, I was hanging out with my daughter, Madison, and I, I wanted to reach out to you and blah, blah, blah. And people respond 10 out of 10 times. 10 out of 10. And I'm talking about reaching out to CEOs, uh, VCs, people that are really busy will take time out of their day to respond to me that I don't know because I sent them a video and they get... 30 cold calls a day and 500 cold emails a day. But how many videos did they get that had a little one-year-old girl who's super cute in it? None. Probably only one. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah, one, right? So, so if you don't have a one-year-old daughter, that's okay. And I hope you don't if you're under the age of 25. But if you're under the age of 25, grab your dog. Yeah. Like, have the guitar on or your Or go lap. have a kid so you can get higher success rate on your videos. Conversions. Oh. Dude, <laughs> don't, don't have a kid for any reason other than you want to have kids. Colin, Colin, Colin you're, you're about to be a dad for the fourth time real soon, huh? Yeah, yeah. Fourth and uh, fourth and final. Fourth and final. Oh, that's what they all uh, say. Fourth and final. And then next year, yeah. it's going to be Kev. You won't believe. No, Maybe number five happen. on the way. Not, not possible. Not sure. Possible. That's what they all say. Already, already took care of business. Can't happen. <laughs> Love it. Um Man, all right. So there's lots of nuggets in here. <clears throat> if you're if outbound is a strategy that you're using, which if you're in sales, it should be, because I don't know, inbound is never gonna be enough to keep food on the table. <laughs> we all love inbound nope. leads, but um, tons of things in here that can help help you get started with the proper strategy and just have fun, have conversations, right? I think the biggest thing is a lot of it has to do with you think cold calling sucks, then yeah, it's gonna suck. Mm -hmm. Right. There's so many people who can't wait to stop making cold calls. And I'm like, why? What's wrong with you? And they think they think I'm weird because I enjoy it. <laughs> well, you know, like I, I, I don't like doing things that I don't understand either. You know, like mm. it, it just it just is that way. You know, like I never cut my daughter's fingernails like ever. And last night my, 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 my wife's like cut her fingernails. I'm like, dude, I've I, last time I did this, she was like three weeks old. And I don't oh. know what I'm doing here, man. Like I, I felt so uncomfortable. It's, so funny. it's the same yeah. idea. If I, if you're a rep and you don't have a script and you're calling some big list that like the senior BDR made for you in Salesforce and you're like, shoot, like I think I know what to say. 
You're yeah. nervous. Same concept. So yeah, have a plan. Fingernail, fingernail thing is hilarious. I cut my son's probably for the first time. He's seven. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and he did not enjoy that experience. And he's like, dad, please don't ever cut my nails again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, something like, moms are just better at. Yeah, tell you yeah. what, I'm not even great at cutting my own nails, to be honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right, this has been fun, man. Where can people get in your world if they want to? Where can they check out the podcast? All that good stuff. Absolutely, the Sales Career Podcast. Check it out anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's everywhere: Spotify, Apple, Google, all that good stuff. I got a YouTube channel, Hop Consulting Group. I'm trying to grow my YouTube channel. It's got all the clips from the episode, so you don't have to listen to the full episode. You can get the best parts, the best nuggets from every episode there. And I'm I'm launching my website, HopConsultingGroup.com. Uh, that's going to be coming out here real shortly. Um, to piggyback off of what we were saying here, one, one more plug. I am launching a course on cold calling, which means oh, if yeah. you're a single rep out there who's listening to this, A-E-S-T-R, if you make sales calls and you're thinking to yourself, shoot, Kevin, it'd be great to hire you, but I know my boss would never pay for a consultant to come on in because you're probably really expensive. Yes, I am very expensive. Then you can get access to what I know all about cold calling for a very, very nominal price. I haven't decided the price yet. It's going to be way less than 100 bucks. And uh, anyone who's out of a job, reach out to me directly and I will give it to you for free to help you get skills for your next job. Okay? So Boom. look out for the Cool Con <clears throat> course. Connect with me on LinkedIn and listen to my podcast. Yeah. So if you're trying to get into a job, you could just take Kevin's course and not go to pre-hired. Oh, ooh, yeah. I would <laughs> not go to pre-hired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed today's episode, please... Write us a review. Share the show with your friends. It really helps us out. And as always, I'm listening for your feedback. You can go to salestransformation.fm, drop me a voice DM, and I will get back to you. Hey, you stuck around. That tells me you're serious about your own sales transformation. If you're tired of doing things the old way and want to get started in your journey with other people on the same path, head over to salescast.community and crush your numbers on your leaderboard. Yeah, it's free. Salescast.community. Send me a DM with your best pitch and mention this ad and I might even give you free access to our best templates.